As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Guys, the podcast now uses something called Anchor.fm. It's a podcast hosting platform. It's free, homie. And let me tell you something. I'm a big advocate of creative expression. Something I'm even more an advocate of is connecting with an audience. And that's why I love podcasts. So it's a no-brainer for me to tell you to use Anchor.fm if you want to start a podcast. Also, consider me a resource. Of course I will help you. Just ask. Anchor.fm has an ad platform, distributes pods everywhere. It's everything you need. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of Am I the Asshole podcast. I'm joined today by a very special guest. You know her from Comedy Central, Showtime, Fox, the comedy store, skipping fourth grade. Laura Bites, welcome to the program. That's right. Thank you so much for having me. I'd prefer that people always say skip fourth grade first. That is the thing I'm most right. proud of in my life, but that's fine. Was that weird being an early or like, because you were young, right? For your grade then, was that a? Yeah, um, I was like, I was really tall. So I was just like a better size in my new grade because I was like a big kid. I was like the Mm. biggest kid in my class. Um, Interesting. Are you tall now? No, it's such bullshit. I like your head. (laughs) Yeah, I stopped being tall as soon as it was like pretty to be tall. I was just tall for the part where it's like bad to be tall. Yeah, I was just like a really big kid. Yeah. Um, Now, now you're. Oh no! Oh no! I was actually (laughs) going to say so. Bites is kind of. Because, like, I think this is, like, 90s slang. Like, oh, that bites is a bad thing. Did you get any flack on that note? Yeah, thank you for noticing that. It was horrible. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm being sincere because I don't think people get it. And yeah. you get it. And, yeah. Um, yeah, every time attendance was called at the beginning of the school year, it was just, like, I I never stood a chance. I never oh, had a chance. God. These kids, well, at least it fell out of favor, but I never hear bites anymore. It's like a Bart Simpson thing. No, yeah, it is. Well, and I think it sharpened my tongue. You know what I mean? 
Sure. I had to learn sure. how to defend myself pretty quick, and I think that that helped me with comedy. That's great. You tweeted recently, when I make my first million, I will put a down payment on a modest home. I love that. Yeah, I mean that. I really will. I really will. I saw this as like making fun of the fact that houses are so expensive. Am I reading this tweet right? Yeah, you read it right. It's that. And then um, simultaneously setting an achievable goal. Right. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. You know, I'm actually, I saw you're in Los Angeles. I'm actually moving to LA in July. I'm very excited. Oh, cool. Welcome. Almost. We should have lunch. That's the first thing you got to say when you get to LA. You got to tell people that you should have lunch with them. Really? It's a lunch town. Yeah, well, it's a, you say we should have lunch. Oh, I see. But it's that kind of thing where it's like, I'll be sized up and people will assess my networking kind of ability or connection level. Yeah, It's like a gesture. But I'm from Wisconsin, so I really will have lunch with you. (laughs) I love it. Now, you uh, recently were on the Joe Rogan podcast. You were with Joe Rogan. Now you're with Danny Vega. Bit of a drop-off. I'm honored to have you. You know, if I'm being honest, I scheduled this before I scheduled that. And I didn't know I was going to be so important so soon. But no, yeah, I always, I really like your tweets. Your shit cracks me up, man. And so then when you posted the thing that you wanted people on, I was like, yeah, I will sign up to be on his podcast. <laughs> wow, what an honor. That's that's making me emotional. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, you're so funny. Thank you. God, I'm going to cry. Did you actually go to Joe Rogan's studios in yeah. Austin, right? Wow. Yeah. 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 It was crazy. That's so crazy. And I'm sure you saw like a lot. Did you get like a lot of new followers? A lot of good came of it, I imagine, right? Yeah, I got a lot of new followers. And I actually am like, I was so pleasantly surprised. Um, But I think that it's also a matter of like where you keep your eyes. So I kept my eyes on my own page. And I, Mm -hmm. I don't read YouTube comments. I don't read comments on, you know, his page. Smart. Um, And I also, my friend Jessica Michelle Singleton This is just like such a beautiful friendship thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. because like your good friends will congratulate you and be happy for you. You're the most amazing friend will do what she did. And that was she offered to log into my social media accounts as me and just take out the trash. And she did. She just like cleaned (gasps) out my haters. She blocked everybody before I saw any of the mean shit they said to me. She like, yeah, went through my DMs and cleared stuff out so that like when I go in, it's just like, wow, everybody loves me. Wow. Yeah, isn't that great? She that- like, she, she went to Rogan's page and blocked everyone who said mean stuff about me preemptively before they would like find me and say it. And I mean, a couple got through, but like overwhelmingly, it's been really positive stuff. That's amazing. Was that her idea? I never even I've, it I've heard. It was her idea. She's a genius. She Isn't is that a beautiful? genius. Who would even think of that? Yeah. That is, this is a, I'm, I'm, there's this new Twitter account, women posting their W's. I believe that is a W right there. That's incredible. Yeah. But now it's interesting because I asked you what you wanted to talk about on the show. You said compulsive overeating. This is something you discussed with old Joe Rogues. Yeah. You lost 40 pounds. Congrats. Incredible. But what, yeah, what went down? And I didn't like talk about it in these terms on his 
podcast, but basically I'm a compulsive overeater and I finally mm-hmm. got treatment for my eating disorder. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's like a support group. And I didn't realize like the extent of my eating disorder, but I also have like made myself throw up. I've like taken stuff. I've, um, you know, restricted a lot and like starved myself essentially, but you mm-hmm. can't see that cause I couldn't do it for long enough to really like lose weight except for when I was on Adderall when I was like 19. <laughs> um, I looked good, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, just like starting eating and not being able to stop, like when an alcoholic starts drinking and I went to a support group for it and, um, made lists of like my binge foods and foods I can safely eat. And all my binge foods have either flour or sugar in them. So Mm. I personally, as part of my recovery, I eliminated flour and sugar from my diet. That's incredible. So you haven't had sugar in 10 months? I haven't had added sugar or sweeteners in 10 months. Yeah. And I don't do like, yeah, hell yeah, I can have a banana. I had a banana today. But no Splenda. Correct. Oh, God. And so then baked goods are off the table, no flour? Yeah, no flour. Baked goods are absolutely off the table. Um, And I won't even do, like, rice flour or almond flour just because that opens the door to, like— Yeah, yeah, It's a gateway drug for sure. A cake. Yeah, if I can eat a cake, like, Mm -hmm. I'll want to eat a whole cake. It doesn't matter what you made it out of. Yeah. I mean, maybe it does, but maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I haven't really—they call them— lookalike foods in the program I'm in. Mm-hmm. So for me, like I stay away from lookalike foods because I have seen people who do like the keto diet mm-hmm. or whatever, but the freezer's full of mini keto cheesecakes. And I'm like, well, I don't know yeah. how free you are if you still have to eat 10 little cheesecakes every day. You know what I mean? But I'm that's gonna... none of my business. I'm going to eat a cheesecake every time I open that fridge. If there's mini cheesecakes, like something that fits in my mouth, I'm eating it. Tell me about it. I, I hear you, brother. <laughs> now you're channeling Joe Rogan. <laughs> Does he say that? I don't know. Like, hey, brother. I don't know. It reminds me of him. Um, well, that's oh, I great. I just think it's a funny thing coming out of my voice. <laughs> it's hilarious coming out of your voice. <laughs> um, well, that's so good. Well, what, what a great congrats. I mean, I'm a little curious to dive in a little bit. So when you say, I'm like, if you're comfortable going into yeah, it. Yeah, hit me. So you would have like a cake. And then you would, or sorry, a slice of cake. And then, you know, like, say you're at a party, you would have a slice of cake. And then it's like, what would happen after? How would this manifest into this, like, compulsion? Yeah. Um, It would be different on different nights. I mean, I've definitely embarrassed myself with the amount of food that I've eaten in front of other people. I've had other people mention it to me more times than I could count. Um, Oh, my God. What do they say? Uh, I've had guys on dates be like, wow, you did a good job on that sandwich. And I was like fat and it was sandwich. embarrassing. Yeah. I ate like a, yeah. Yes. Like you ate it a was whole a big sandwich. Sam- yeah. Fuck that guy. Fuck but that still- guy. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, in high school I went out with a friend and these twin brothers and one of them like commented after online, he was like, you ate so much pizza and it made me feel really bad. So, like, people have commented on it before. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing that made me self-conscious is just, like, I would get hungrier faster, you know? Mm. If I'm, like, working a weekend with people, 
they ate dinner, so they're fine. I'm like, I need another meal now, you know? Okay. Um, and, and, and I would try to match my eat it. Like I would pay attention to how much other people were eating and I would try not to eat like four plates of food if that wasn't how people were doing it, but it was just for appearances. It wasn't cause I didn't want to keep eating. So even if I didn't eat more, I was definitely thinking about it. And that's the biggest thing is I would be thinking about the food all night. I still Dang. do. I still pretty much think about food every waking moment. Oh but my god, that's a lot. I just don't eat as much. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's kind of annoying because I didn't notice that for like a while, and now when I pay attention to it, I yeah, I think about food pretty much all day. But I've always thought about food pretty much all day. They say that that goes away after like more time in recovery than I have. So mm. I'm just waiting for that for that day to come. I can't really imagine it. I can't imagine not <laughs> thinking about food. I can't. That's funny. Wow. I think about food a lot, but all day. I mean, I got to have time to hate myself and like think of regrets. Like there's other <laughs> stuff on the channel, you know, you got to multitask. <laughs> right, you got to have right. like a thought bubble. And then that thought bubble has a thought bubble. Right. And in the little thought <laughs> bubbles, there's a bowl of oatmeal. There we go. Well, guys, I found some situations here uh, largely involving uh, compulsive eating to an extent. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our second story of the day AITA for refusing to pay for a photo that my sister took professionally. But first, AITA for telling my niece she has control over whether or not she becomes obese. My brother, my brother Tom has been obese since his early 20s. He drinks one to two sodas with every meal. He has a dessert with every meal. He never eats veg. He drinks beer every week. He eats a lot of pasta slash carbs slash breads. I've never heard anyone say breads. He eats a lot of breads. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not hating on my brother, but he's obese due to his eating habits. Tom has been with his wife, Amber, since college. They both eat the same. They have a daughter together, Mary. The past three years, Mary's gained weight. She's starting to eat like her folks. One to two sodas per meal, dessert three times a day, lots of cheese, pasta, bread, red meat. She may be approaching the obese category. It's pained me to see Mary suffer. She stopped riding her bike a few years ago. She doesn't participate in any outdoor activities. She gets winded going upstairs. She's 16. I haven't said anything until now because I don't want to quote unquote fat shame her. I still love her regardless, 
but I can't help but worry about her health and happiness. Not to mention she has gotten a lot of cavities over the past years because of sugar. Last weekend, I went over to Tom and Amber's to have lunch. At one point, Mary's parents went inside, so my niece and I got to hang out alone. She seemed sad. I said, what's up? She told me she had mentioned wanting to lose weight to her parents. They told her that weight was all genetics and that she had no control, and she'll eventually be the same size as they are. My niece brought me into that conversation saying, well, OP is your, is your sister. She's not fat. I could have genes, those genes too. I told her that there's a healthy way to control her weight if she's not happy with it. I asked how much soda dessert she usually eats. I told her one thing that would help was to drink water with breakfast, lunch, dinner, and only have soda as a treat. I also told her to try only having a dessert two or three times a week instead of with every meal. I told her that over time, reducing her intake of things like soda, sugary snacks will lead to weight loss and that she'd get less cavities. I figured that was safe enough advice. I wasn't fat shaming and it would be pretty much okay to tell anyone to cut back on soda and store-bought treats. Yet, her parents are mad at me. They told me I'm giving her unrealistic standards to live by and that I've now changed their daughter because apparently she has taken my advice and is asking for water instead of soda now and won't eat the dessert slash snacks they buy. Am I the asshole? Wow. Do you want me to go first? Go first. Have at it. First of all, what I hear is I hear this coming from, I hear love and concern. And I want to begin by saying that, that Mm -hmm. it's very obvious that this is someone who loves his niece and um, and loves his, is it sister-in-law and brother or brother-in-law and sister? I think OP is the sister. I've inferred OP is a woman. I'm not sure. Yeah, OP's brother is Tom. I'm not sure if OP's a man or a woman. They don't identify. Um, I don't know why I assumed it was a man. But in any event, um, yeah, so... This is a hard pill to swallow, but it's none of this person's business. And that's like, Mm. that is not my first thought, but that's my second thought. My first thought is it's very clear that um, this is coming from a place of love. And hey, like you spot it, you got it. I only am saying that because I've needed to hear that because I have family members who are living in active addiction and I want to control it. I want to change their eating. I want to, you know, I wanted to change the way that my dad drank. Like I, and there is support for that. There are support groups for you, OP. Um, Because ultimately, like, it's not your kid. It's not your Mm. place. If your kid is, I mean, if the kid is like going to you for suggestions, like what, it sounds like what she needs more than a diet is just like support and to know that you're there for her. Um, but there are, I don't know, I'm, I'm taking this in like a bunch of different ways. And you're saying, hmm, so why don't you say some stuff now? Okay, you're so polite. I love it. We need to have every person from Wisconsin on this podcast. <laughs> um, I guess, you know, uh, I, I can feel you a little bit. I mean, this is a 16-year-old girl, so she is, you know, a child to some extent. But this isn't a stranger. This is her aunt, right? That's how nieces work. Yeah. 
you know, and I think her parents have espoused a very toxic viewpoint. And, and, you know, please push back on me on this. But I think one problem I do have with trigger culture, with like fat shaming culture, um, is that it does, I think, lead to in some people, and I'm not saying everyone, I'm not saying the whole thing, but in some people lead to learned helplessness. And I think it's a very toxic aspect of this because like, I believe that and I, and I know some people are not able to lose weight or simply don't want to lose weight and that's fine and they shouldn't be shamed. But I think this is someone who did. Mary does want to lose weight. She does want to nip these habits in the bud and her parents are sort of like, nope, that's not possible. You're genetically going this way. And so OP was just offering their the honest truth and their honest opinion um, which is that there are ways, and, and she gave concrete strategies like having water instead of Coke. I, I guess I don't really view that as a sin. I, I think like I understand why Tom and Amber are kind of mad because it seems like they're in that mindset. But like is that really wrong advice to give or inappropriate advice to give? Yeah, that's a really good point. You made a really good point. Um, I think that something in the beginning – that kind of overshadowed the way that I felt while hearing the rest of this was um, that she was upset. The, the wording was that they told their niece that she has control over whether or not she becomes obese. And that was before I didn't even, before I even heard the rest of what was going on with the family. Um, and that word control, I think, can be interpreted as synonymous with fault. I think that people mm. who are struggling with their weight, when they hear you have control, they hear it's your fault. It's your fault that you're heavy. And that, even if it is true, feels bad to hear um, and makes people feel ashamed of themselves. I love that this person is even concerned about fat shaming because I agree with you. I think that there's a difference between accountability and shame. Mm. I, I've i taken responsibility for my weight, but I don't feel shame about, right. you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so those are more thoughts from me. Let's hear more thoughts from you. So, <laughs> so I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess... I guess I'm just not really viewing this as inappropriate. Um, I guess my question for you is it seems, I guess, an understanding that I'm coming to with these things is like, look, if I see someone who's obese, for instance, I'm on a date with someone like you and they eat a whole sandwich, maybe they order a second entree, something ridiculous, right? It's none of my business to say anything, to bring it up. That's obviously inappropriate. But if that person were to be like, you know, I'm trying to lose weight. Um, which I feel like Mary was doing, I feel like that is an invitation at that point. They're sort of not soliciting advice, but kind of opening the door to that conversation. And there's a way to have it, which is to offer like a concrete thing like, oh, well, maybe cut out soda. Like, is that, I mean, that seems like a fair door to walk through if, if they open it, I think it, 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 right. Like it would fall in the fat shaming to be like, Hey, you're fat. Here's some advice about how not to be like, that's obviously wrong. Right. But like if they open the door, you can step through it. Right. Yeah. You made a really good point. And if I'm being perfectly frank, I think that 
I listened to the first part and then was thinking of what I was going to say. And the rest of it was going in. But I think I made up my mind too fast. Um, You're the most honest person we've ever had on the show. Good Lord. Yeah, no, really. Well, and I think that's important. I think that that's something that we need way more of in our society is people who can be like, you know what? I changed my mind. Right, right. I, I spoke too soon. I was wrong. I, I am hearing you and incorporating <laughs> your information with like, um, you know, and, it, and it's changing my opinion because you're right. This is someone who's asked for help. And, and when people ask for suggestions, like, yeah, the loving thing to do is to offer a suggestion if you have one. What's this person going to do? Say, gosh, beats me and let this right. poor kid keep drinking soda with every meal, which I also am like, would we call this child abuse at this point? Or are these people just ignorant and doing their best? I mean, I really don't know, but I, it, it would really hurt me to see, you know, a kid I loved struggling with this and I mm. would really want to help too. Yeah, I mean, I I like how you brought up fault versus responsibility earlier, you know, is it people's fault that they're addicted to McDonald's and soda and cigarettes? I'm kind of like, well, not really. Like, these are all products or social media. These are all products that are like designed to be addictive by forces that are far more powerful than individuals, you know, so it's not really your fault that you fell into this. I see the mindset of its genetics as a rationalization because it's it's you're kind of caught in this cycle where you're addicted to these products. I mean, I personally have become a soda drinker over COVID and it hasn't spiraled, but like yeah, I do like to have my Coke every day and it's addicting. It's addicting. Like <laughs> if if I didn't exercise, I'm sure I would I would put on weight and I love, you know, I can't believe you can't have flour cuz like baked goods are definitely something I hit hard at times. Um but yeah, I, I don't know if I'm ready to say abusive because I think that they're kind of caught up in the cycle. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to attack them that much. But like it's definitely toxic. Like they're definitely like in a really bad place regarding their weight. Yeah, for sure. Did you ever feel like you had a mindset switch where you kind of pivoted from – this is just what it's going to be to, oh, I can actually do something. Do you, do you remember shifting at all in that way or? You know, it honestly didn't really, it didn't, the motivation came after the action for me and the switch came after the action. So I first was like going to these meetings of this support group on Zoom with my camera hidden while exercising compulsively. And um, I was like, I'm not going to start doing this work. I'm just going to listen and see what goes in. And what got you there? Because that's that's weird to me, and I love that. That's very juicy because it seems like you were like, fuck this thing. I'll go, though. I will go. What got you to that? Well, I... What I got sent there by a therapist like five years ago and I showed up and I didn't like the meetings. I didn't want to hear what they were mm-hmm. saying. But part of what they said was get a see a nutritionist and get put on a meal plan by a professional. Like we don't do that for each other. Go see someone who does that. And so I saw a nutritionist who specializes in eating disorders 
and she put me on a meal plan. And once that happened, I was like, well, you just handed me the golden ticket. I'm just going to follow this meal plan. And I Mm. followed it like a diet. I stopped going to the meetings and I hadn't done the work of like listing my trigger foods. Like I just hadn't done that work. I hadn't done the work of like writing out my whole history with food. There's just so much that I've that I've done now that I had not done then. And so I was still eating flour and sugar. And so if you, you know, with, with that meal plan, I would have, according to that meal plan, I I could have like a cup to a cup and a half of pasta. Okay. Or like a, a serving of cereal, which like, go fuck yourself if you think I'm eating a cup and a half of pasta and stopping. It's impossible. So, um, so then years later, it just was about having the willingness and the willingness came for me in quarantine because I started this rigorous exercise program and, um, and I wasn't losing any weight and I was exercising for like five hours a day and I wasn't losing any weight. So oh my that, God. Yeah, that's actually called exercise bulimia, which I didn't know. And that's a thing. That's a characteristic of my eating disorder. And so that's prohibited now. <laughs> like I don't do that anymore. I exercise in moderation. Um, five hours a day? Yeah, dude. Doing I, yeah, what? Jumping on a trampoline. What? That sounds kind of fun. I jumped on a trampoline, not for five hours a day when you're fat. It hurts your fucking hips and your ankles and your knees. I mean, it's just the human body is not built to jump up and down for five hours a a day. Yeah, but if you eat enough calories, you can do that and not lose any weight. Believe you me. I mean, yeah. So, So then I started listening in these groups and people were talking about, you know, doing crazy stuff like that and then not having to do it anymore. And they talked about how they ate and they talked about just like this freedom that they felt. And they talked about how much weight they had lost, which, I mean, I've heard people talk about losing 360 pounds. Oh my like, God. And, and keep it off for 30 years. And when you look at the person who's sharing, it just looks like a fit dude. Like these people just look like thin people. Yeah. And so that's another thing is I see a lot of fat positivity stuff. That's like, you can be obese and be healthy. Some people's bodies are just like that. But from what I've seen is Mm -hmm. people who go into recovery for overeating don't stay obese. Right. Well, because it seems to me like in your story here that, there was a shift to the diet, which helped, but really the bigger, more important shift was understanding what was really underlying this, which is kind of this flour sugar compulsion. Yeah. So was, you really had to get in there and find out like what specifically you, you use the term trigger foods. Now we did a situation, which was like a girl who claimed that chips were her trigger food. And somebody else was eating chips on a Zoom call. It was like a class situation. And she shut the other girl down. She said, stop eating those chips. Chips are a trigger food. I'm not getting the vibe from you that that's – would you – like if I started eating a muffin right now, would that bother you? 
Yeah, it would. Oh, and really? my mouth my mouth watered when you said chips. My mouth watered when you said muffin. My I'm mouth so watered when you said baked goods. I mean, it all. <laughs> you baked goods is so abstract. It still but there, well, yeah, but I fucking knew what you meant. I pictured a cake. You know, I know well, what a baked good is. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> but that is like. That's my responsibility and this is my deal. And so I have a choice there. If it is really bothering me and you're going on and on about muffins and all I want in the world is a blueberry muffin, at some point I might be like, hey, would you mind like stopping talking about blueberry muffins? I might ask you, you know, and I have asked Fred, you know, I might ask you like, do you mind wait? I, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's on a situational basis when it's on a Zoom call. I take the chat box and I put it over the person's picture. So Perfect. I just hide it. A post-it note is a great tool. Bam. No I one's eating it. a muffin anymore. You know what I mean? When it's on Zoom, it's easy. If it's in person and I can hear it and I can see it and I can smell it, yeah, it'd be like, do you have to eat fucking chips right now? Or wow. I wouldn't. I mean... The thing is, like, the world is going to keep eating food just like the world keeps drinking alcohol, even though I don't. And, um, you know, I've been in, like, green rooms where they ordered pizza for everybody or had enchiladas for everybody or had, um, you know, this, that, and the other. Chips everywhere, you know? And it's, like, ultimately the point of, like, recovery and of having support is so that you have enough people who have your back where, like, you can be out in the world and be in those situations. What good would any of it be if you couldn't be around food? You know, what good would any of it be if it only worked when you were in your apartment with the TV off? (laughs) Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so that's why it's like we get the the support so that I can make a phone call if I need to – Mm-hmm. I, you know, have things I can read if I need to. I can say a prayer if I need to. I can, you know, I have enough systems in place where I'm not just going to eat a muffin because you ate a muffin. Well, that's amazing. I think I'm I'm so happy that, you know, this is going to go out to our listeners here. But like this message, I think, is really important Um because I just I this learned helplessness, I really don't like it. And what I'm hearing from you is very much the opposite. It's like, yo, this is my problem. And like asking to stop, I think is very reasonable and very fair. And I would absolutely stop discuss it, discussing the BG word if you asked, you know, it's like a no brainer if someone asks politely. But when well, I guess what I don't like it in, in that situation, it was more like a very totalitarian, like stop eating my trigger food. And it's like, well, no, they have a right to eat a muffin on Zoom. They do. So, like, be kind to them. Like, they want their muff muff, you know? Well, but also that having been said, I, I 100% agree with what you said. Um, I also think that if you're eating on Zoom, hide your screen. Hide your screen. I don't it's need true. to watch people eat. Gross. Just just in general, even I'm if bored. I can eat, even if I am eating exactly what you're eating, I don't want to watch you right. eat. What are you doing? Super weird. What are you doing? Yeah, nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to see that. Um, I think I brought you on board for this. AITA for telling my niece she has control over whether or not she becomes obese. Oh, I guess I don't know if the parents are assholes. I guess I'm just not ready to go that far. I think they're in a toxic mindset. I don't like them. 
I mean, you use the word abuse. It's like borderline abuse. I honestly could call them assholes. They kind of do need to rein in that attitude, not because they're obese, but like because they're teaching their daughter that she can't not be obese. And they're doing nothing to help her, even though that's what she wants. I think that makes them assholes, actually. I think I'm ready to go that far. Are you with me? No, I think that they're sick and I think that they need help. Okay. I think they're okay. sick and I think they need medical treatment. And I empathize. I, that does not mean that I like their behavior. You right, know? right, right. You're not ready to call them assholes. All right, so we'll split the difference on this. I'm saying... The not- furthest I would go is that they have a disease that makes you act like an asshole. And I would go that there far. Go. I would say that of alcoholics, I would say that of any addict. It makes you act like a fucking asshole. Right, right. Right. Asshole is as asshole does, but they do have a disease. So I, I think we kind of agree with some nuance. AITA for telling my niece she has control over whether or not she becomes obese. We're saying not the asshole and the parents are asterisk. They're sick. Yeah. Next up, it's AITA for refusing to pay for a photo that my sister took professionally. I've been with Sarah for seven years, and in that time, she's gone through some extreme fluctuations in weight. Sarah was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes December 2019. Before the diagnosis, she was skinny, and I know she still worries about the weight she's put on since getting her condition medicated. We've also had a child since her diagnosis, which is adding to her stress about her weight. It's been a very emotional time. We're dieting, but Sarah is a compulsive eater. I'm not sure if all this information is necessary, but I thought information would be helpful. My sister is aware of Sarah's problems when it comes to food and body image. We wanted to take some proper family photos of us and our son and whilst... Oh God, I hate a whilst. There's no need. There's no, There's need. no need. Just say it's while. Absolutely uncalled crazy? for. Uncalled for. I have my answer. And I think you have yours. I think we've heard all we need to hear, if I'm being honest. <laughs> and while we were going to hire someone else, my mother nagged us into hiring my sister. She went to college for photography and does it as a side gig. So we agreed. She took some nice pics and we told her we'd pay half. Time out. Time out hilarious that they were still going to go with a different photographer. Right, right. <laughs> she went to school for it and is a, is a photographer. I'm sorry. Go on. This yeah, is a good they, one. They don't explain that at all. <laughs> she took some nice photos and we told her we'd pay half and then pay half upon receiving the photos. I got the pics and the first thing I noticed was the editing. It wasn't a little touch up here and there, but rather quite a bit. My wife is by no means overweight. And so what if she was? Her body weight doesn't concern my sister. If I had hired another professional, they wouldn't have cared about my wife's weight. It's unprofessional and, quite frankly, a shit thing to do to my family, in my opinion, especially when you go in aware of the issues. I outright refuse to pay. I'm not paying for photos and getting them framed, knowing my wife will use them as something to shame herself for. This is causing conflict in my family because my sister has a certain aesthetic she likes to stick to on her website. Oh my god. My mother has told me she feels guilty and wasn't thinking. She's only 20 and very naive. She needs the money for travel to get to university and back. Sister has offered to send over the unedited versions for a discounted price, but honestly I'd rather pay another photographer that isn't a shame of my wife's body. 
I can't even tell you the amount of texts from family I'm getting because I'm an asshole in their eyes because my sister feels bad and I and as I said she needs the money. A I T A. First of all, what? What? I don't understand what is happening. They didn't say what. How did she edit the pictures? She edited your wife fatter or thinner or not <laughs> well, I enough? I hope not bigger. <laughs> I mean, that would be criminal. I mean, that would be insane, but yeah, I don't see. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry, I'm picturing it. How funny would that be? That would be really, really messed up, but yeah, OP does bad. not clarify. I mean, reading through the lines, I'm assuming that this photographer made her skinnier, which. That's so weird. One thing I want to comment on that definitely made my ears perk up was um, that the sister agreed to send the unedited images at a discounted rate. So wait, but then I just realized as I, because first I was going to laugh and be like, it's your sister and she won't just send you the unedited images. But then I remembered that this person said that he won't pay her yeah. for for even the edited images. Yeah. So never mind, I take that back. Well, and then we were we pointed out while I was reading that why is OP skittish about hiring the sister? I think the fact that she's 20 is yeah, a factor. Yeah, I didn't know she was 20. This should be this that should have been in the title of the fucking letter. Absolutely. <laughs> the title of the letter. I like it. I'm sorry, you were 19 last year. We're not talking about right, an adult. Right. We're just not, you know? It's true. Yeah, I mean, all the, like, stuff about her and, oh, she needs money to go to university and back. I'm like, okay, fine. But, like, she did something that was beyond insanely unprofessional. Like, this is... What did she do, though? We don't know. But don't I know. need to know. <laughs> I this is I look through the comments. We have no we have no information about what exactly she did. I mean that makes it tough, you know? That makes it tough if we don't know what she did. I think she edited the photos to make the wife thinner to fit her certain aesthetic on her website. Because and look, she said, and she said it was because of that, and not because she wanted the lady to feel good about the pictures or whatever. Because I think that some photographers would do that and have it be like, I don't know. Yeah, like do you know what I mean? Yeah, like they take out a mole or something like that. I don't know, but modifying someone's body shape. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. But then I also am like, I mean, there's no way that. <sighs> Gosh, this one's fucked. This is kind of gnarly. Because then my thinking is like, well, if she was going to send the unedited ones at a discounted rate, then why didn't you just buy the unedited ones from her? Unless it was so dramatic that it was obvious that she was like, which honestly, if she's 20, it's totally possible that she was like, well, I didn't think that you would want pictures where your wife was fat. If that's what happened, I mean, yeah, that is... That's my read. That's my read. She edited the photos to make wife thinner because OP says 
He's not paying for photos and getting them framed, knowing his wife will use them as something to shame herself for. So, like... Well, okay, but why would this person be getting all of these text messages from family being like, hey, what the fuck, you have to pay her for the pictures, if he could show it and be like, look, she's thin in this, and she said that she had to make her thin for her website. Which also, if you're paying someone to take professional pictures... That's not for you to have a sample for your website, motherfucker. That's for me to have a picture I like. Well, I think maybe they're taking her side because she's a kid and, like, she needs this money. And, like, you know, maybe OP's balling out. They don't really go into that. You know. I buy the sister a bus ticket and tell her to get (laughs) fucked. Yeah. Take it to... Take it to hell for Take all I care. Take a greyhound, and then you'll learn about being a photographer. <laughs> Here's a greyhound ticket. Go back to school for not being a bitch. <laughs> I think, I think, I guess a subject that I'm, that's kind of tangential to this, which honestly might have been her mentality. Um, there's a subreddit called Instagram vs. Reality where people like juxtapose, like usually they compare like stills from like these girls' Instagrams with like video of them, and you see how fake they are. I mean, the Kardashians being a hallmark of this. Like, what do you think about the pressure on women to look a way that is literally fake? Like, are you feeling it? How do you, how do you mitigate this? Yeah. I try to hide every single image I see of a hot woman and Instagram pushes back (laughs) real hard. We've been fighting this fight since day one. Just keep showing me gorgeous women. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You know, I don't want to see this. It's okay. Cause that's me too. And I'm like, like, if I hit it's, the little explore, whatever that page is called, it's all, like, you know, TNA. And I'm like, all right, dude, like, I'm pretty sure I don't like any content on Instagram with this. Right. I follow, like, friends and normal accounts. So why is this page purely that? It's well, insane. right. And they're, they're even, yeah. Yeah, totally. And And what's messed up is, like, I am an adult and I know how stuff works. I, I have had the Facetune app on my phone. I have edited a waist on a thing that a fellow comic showed me how to do it. Like, yeah. I've edited my own body in a picture, just one ever. Okay. But I've done it before. You did it. So I know what these influencers are using. I know that it is all smoke and mirrors. And I still look at pictures of them and feel like shit about myself. And, and I've known, like... um you know, Instagram models, quote unquote, where I've like seen them in real life. And, 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 and I, I know how different it is and it still fucks with my head. So I can only, um, imagine what it does to, you know, a 16 year old or a 13 year old God or a 12. It just like makes me nauseous to even think about it. Yeah. I mean, I think this actually connects to the, you know, food addiction, cigarette addiction, soda addiction. It's like, you know, you know the trick. We all know the trick. We all know these images are fake. We know they're heavily modified. And yet, in my male brain, I'm like, I want a woman like that. And it's like, dog, that woman doesn't exist. That's not real. <laughs> like, And if she does, you don't. Because, like, try having a conversation. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, like, you, you said that, not me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's offensive, but it's also... 
have you have you talked to an influencer? <laughs> I mean, it's just I'm sure that there are cool ones because there are all different kinds of people we can get along with. But like, right, right. I couldn't name one. Right. You know. Right. Who's not like a comic, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, going back to the sitch, I feel like this was a great unprofessional sin. I would definitely like not work with a photographer. I'd be like, I'm not giving you my money. I'd like my money back. I don't want I don't want the photos. You took tremendous artistic license here. Understandable because she's 20. I'm almost like you, you did something naive and and wild but i kind of get where it comes from you're part of this instagram culture likely sucked into it i do think it's asshole-ish i think it's justified by her naivete so to speak but like it's an asshole move to be like hey i fixed your body <laughs> like if that's what if that's happened. it she could have she could have made him fatter as you pointed out although again i guess the alternative <laughs> is why would she make her fatter yeah Either so way, obviously it's... she made her thinner you're right <laughs> yeah i mean where i struggle is like was it just her trying to make it look like it was a more flattering angle was it just her being a shitty photographer because right. she's 20 years old and you don't you haven't had the time to get good at anything by the time you're 20 um was she was she trying her best or I th- I think intent is everything on this one I'm with you I think intent is everything but are we ready to give a verdict if the intent Although, I mean, that's kind of like built in if the intent was to be an asshole. I think intent, well, we talk a lot about intent on the pod. I guess I feel the intent doesn't reduce the impact is a little quote I picked up. It's like, this was very mean. You know, fortunately, I don't think the wife actually got wind of it. So that she was kind of protected from this. I think her intent wasn't a good place. I think you did allude to like a really good defense here, which is just like, maybe she's just inept, right? Like there is such a thing as like, like maybe removing a mole or whatever. You would know more about what you can do to fix someone's face. Like, I don't really know, but like, I'm like blemishes is a word that comes to mind. Yeah. I don't know you what that shouldn't means. remove a mole. Okay. Is that too much? Um, You know, there, a, a photographer friend of mine, um, said to me that his rule of thumb is anything that'll be on your face in two weeks. Like anything that'll last longer than two weeks, you leave you it alone. Leave it. So like acne, you would remove. Okay, so yeah, so that's like a rule of thumb she wouldn't know. So maybe that's the best defense I could say of her is like she's inept. So maybe she just took it too far. She's also not talented at actually executing. So maybe like a slight waist narrow or like maybe her shirt's popping out a little bit. And like she just doesn't know how to make that look realistic. And so instead it just looks edited. That's the best thing I can really say about sister. But like I think if you went to a photographer and they did this, I would be like, yeah, dude, you're an asshole. You like modified my body. What I'm concerned about now is, like, if they don't get any pictures from the shoot, that's going to make the wife feel like shit. 
If I was if really? I was fat and I went and did a photo shoot and was self-conscious the whole time and then my husband was like, "Yeah, none of the pictures were usable." I would be like, "Well, let me see them. Why the fuck weren't they usable?" You know what I mean? Well, couldn't he just no. Oh, she accidentally deleted the photos. Her her hard drive broke. Would you believe that if someone said that to you? Probably not, no. Neither would I, but neither would I. I wouldn't believe it. That's a bind. That's a bind. Uh, I mean, I I think it could also be all of the above. I think that she could be 20 and be a brat and suck at photography. I think that that's all very possible. Yeah, I mean, I'm just not ready to give her a pass. I feel like you kind of want to. I oh, no, to... I, I don't. I don't? don't. I'm just trying to understand what happened here. I think that's it. I think it's Instaculture. I mean, unless you have any more to add, I think we do agree on this. AITA. The fa- yeah, the okay. fact that she won't just send over the negatives. I mean, if he's this pissed about it and she won't just send over the unedited things. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. think he I'm owes sorry. her that, though. I don't think he owes her that. I'd be like, you botch this. You botch it. You pay for edited photos. Nobody wants the digital negatives. Nobody wants to do the post on that shit. But if she really did her... Yeah, but also, yeah. Because they wanted her to them him to use her. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm I feel glad like this I'm not is a in lesson. this family. I feel like this is a lesson from older bro to younger sis. It's like, yo, you botch this. You know? Consider it a lesson. I'll I'll use your services well, again, just not for this. And or like fucking redo it. Delete the changes you made and do a good job and then get fair. paid. That's you don't fair. get to do a shitty job and get paid in this life. You know? That's, That's pretty just fair, not the way honestly. the world works. Yeah. I think it's like, generous, but fair to do that if he did that. But I don't think he's not an asshole for refusing to pay. I would be like... This was a bad customer experience for me. You yeah, called my wife Yeah, I wouldn't say he's fat. an asshole for refusing to pay. I so would not say he's an asshole. We do agree. AITA for refusing to pay for a photo that my sister took professionally. We're saying not the asshole and the sister is. No, you're, you're not an asshole for refusing to pay. You're a really generous person for saying photo my sister took professionally because i would not say <laughs> that's rounding up. i wouldn't i wouldn't call little sis a a professional photographer i'm not that nice because she because she's not dude she's, she's not. not she's 20 professional means you do that for a living and she doesn't right. do shit for a living she right. asks her big brother for a bus ticket for a living <laughs> i like how you want to send her on a bus I want to, of course, I want to send her on a bus. She Was she going to take a, a plane after yeah. she photoshopped your <laughs> wife then? You <laughs> photoshopped your wife then. I, uh, what, what I'm confused by is why did we need the entire backstory of his wife's weight gain? Diabetes, not necessary. Very verbose, unnecessary, completely Didn't irrelevant. Didn't need that. Didn't need that. So I'll put that asterisk next yeah. to it. Yeah, these people, you know, they want to type out their life stories. We don't need to know she has type 1 diabetes. It's not. We're not that judgmental that we're like, (laughs) well, I need to know why she's fat. (laughs) Yeah, that would be insane. Can we get an explanation for your wife's weight gain? Oh, diabetes and a child? Typical. Like, (laughs) yeah. yeah. 
All right, we're going to wrap up here on this one. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The AITA for asking my sister to give up her seat because my pregnant wife needed to sit. Oh, my yes? God. I think we can. I mean, this is a five seconder here, is it not? Get ready. Get ready. That's not the whole thing. Okay. Yesterday, my 32M, wife 31F, our two kids 4F and 2M, and some extended family went for a walk in the mountains. I say walk instead of hike because there were several trails that didn't involve actually having to hike. Okay. All went well until we stopped at a rest spot. My wife is five months pregnant and is damn well determined to keep active before she gets too exhausted to do so. The rest spot only had one small bench to sit at to stop and rest for a minute. And the family, except me, my wife, and my father, all took turns sitting. Damn, this, this mountain needs some benches. My sister, 20F, sat down for a few minutes with our daughter while everybody got pictures, and I asked her if she could stand up because my wife's back was bothering her. My sister refused. Just to make it clear, she has no back issues, leg injuries, chronic pain, etc. She told me that if my wife's back hurt so bad, then she should have sat down first. My wife told her that she wanted to be polite and let everyone else go first. My sister said that, quote, your pregnancy isn't my problem. <gasps> And her mom got the mom look on her face and told her to stand up. So she did. While my wife was sitting down, my sister came up to me and said that being an entitled victim wasn't a good look for my wife and I. And I told her that she'd already had a few minutes and it was my wife's turn. She replied that it was unfair and that she felt really sorry for my kids. And I snapped at her and told her that it was her future kids that she that should be pitied. The group started moving on, so our argument was cut short, and now I can't stop thinking about it. I'm not going to bring it up with my wife because I don't want to upset her, but I can't stop wondering if we did act entitled. Whoa! This is insane. First of all, the fact that this story does not include the sister getting slapped is why the sister is like this. Oh I would oh 100% have been slapped. I'm not saying that that's what should happen, okay. but I would okay. 100% have been slapped. But you would have wouldn't, been... wouldn't you if you no. said that about someone's pregnant wife? Uh well, this is My his... mom or my sister would have slapped me. Absolutely. Really? There's no we don't Absolutely. they don't hit in my family. There's no hitting. My dad Must actually be nice. He only hit me one time. This is actually really funny. I put fake blood all up in my hand. Like, I just covered my hand in blood, and I started screaming. And I was like, I cut myself. I cut myself. My dad was, like, freaking out, freaking out. And then he's like, I can't find the wound. I can't. And for some reason, is like, at a just 10 level of energy. And then I just started laughing, and I was like, gotcha. And he slapped me, and he's like, never do that again. 
That's the and one did you slap. ever do it again? No, I never did it again. That's a fair point. Maybe no one, no one would slap me if I did it now. They would have when I was a kid. Can yeah. you imagine? Can you even imagine refusing to give up your seat for a second for a pregnant person? Like, this whole story is wild. It's pretty crazy. I feel like I sold this as being more controversial because I think you're right that it is a five-seconder. But the top comment on Reddit, which has almost 6,000 upvotes, get ready for this. One Mike Nation wrote, everyone sucks here because this is where I'm lost. Your wife is pregnant, but when you got to the rest spot, everyone else took turns sitting down before her. And you waited till your sister sat down to tell her to get up. It's your wife's turn. I mean, if your wife is five months pregnant, why weren't you so upset at the numerous people who sat down before your wife? I feel like they were waiting to let everyone have a turn. And the sister had her turn. I think that it was like, you'll let everyone pee before you if you intend to take a shit. I think she wanted to have a nice sit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think she wanted to be there for a while. So she was like, well, I was letting you all take your shorter sits because, like, I need to sit. Yeah, I don't understand why that Because comment... I'm five months pregnant. Absolutely. She wanted a good long sit. It sounds like everyone got a few minutes. Like, I don't understand why that comment has 6,000 upvotes. That's insane. That's Well, and the person even explained, which I think he needed to... His wife insists on staying active until she's too tired. Because my first, and I think that a lot of people's first question, if he hadn't said that, would be like, well, then why is your wife hiking up a fucking mountain when she's five months pregnant? But it's because she wants to stay active. Totally. Good enough reason for me. Same yes. reason everyone goes on a hike. And this could have but easily, it, go ahead. But she's pregnant enough that her back was hurting her. Right. And like, I don't understand. Like, so say everyone was doing five minutes and the sister's at minute three. Wife is fine. Like, okay, I absolutely need to sit. Then she's like, okay, cool. Sit. And then I'll come back and get my other two minutes. Like, this could have been an easy, easily brokered deal. Like, why did this have to be so complicated? You get up for a pregnant woman. You know what? I'll, I'll tell you why I think it had to be so complicated. I think that part of the story is missing. And that part mm. of the story might be. Might be. I don't know these people. There might be a part of the story that we didn't hear where the wife has bitched about everything for this whole day. There might be a part of the story where the wife bitched about brunch, bitched about who was driving, bitched about the temperature, bitched about this, bitched about the sun, bitched about the bugs, bitched about the bathrooms, bitched about this, that, and the other. And then, and that's what it sounded like to me on a first read through. It sounded okay. like a reaction because you don't just call someone entitled for wanting to sit down and rest. You call them entitled if they've been complaining about everything else for the last five years. All right. Let's review the evidence. OP describes her as damn well determined to keep active. He doesn't really say anything about the interactions before, but damn well determined to me does read like I'm going to suffer through this. I, I would classify this as a as a low key conspiracy theory on your behalf, but yeah. it rings it ri- kind of rings with me. It does kind of ring with me that you know she's pushing herself, and obviously I think with good reason. Pregnant women are a little demanding because everything's got to kind of be just right. You know, it's very hard, and I got mad empathy for the pregos. 
and they're she's probably kind of dominating the interaction. She needs to be the front seat. She needs the AC on. Oh well, Timmy's cold. Well, you know she's pregnant, so Timmy has to be cold. So I I I buy it. I buy it. I'm kind of in for this. You know, hearing you reflect it back to me, I buy it more. I am buying more into my <laughs> conspiracy <rise>. theory. <laughs> The more I think about it, because that is the only thing that makes sense of this behavior. Before, I was shocked. I was like, who could act like that? And when I introduced the possibility, Mm -hmm. then I'm like, well, that's how someone could act like that. I just think that there are two sides to this story, and we're hearing one. And I think it's incomplete. I think that what would... The only thing that could make some sense of... No, I'm going to sit here for another minute and you don't need to act like an entitled victim Mm -hmm. because I'm not standing up the second that you decided your back hurts. It sounds like someone is used to people being at her beck and call. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready to say she sucks or that OP sucks. I guess that's the question here. OP's asking if he's the asshole for asking sister to give up her seat. It seems like everyone's taking turns. So, but yeah, I mean, I guess maybe if I'm going to buy our conspiracy theory, and I think I'm going to buy it, is that this has just been a day dominated by Prego and her needs. And sister's at her wit's end. She Maybe she just sat down, so OP's stretching it. Maybe it was like literally two minutes, you know? And it's like, why is she waiting? Maybe that's it too. It's like, she's doing that thing of like trying to be passive, to be kind, but in the end, it's actually just annoying because now all of a sudden it's an emergency when she needs right, to sit. Right, and now you're a martyr who's waited for everyone else to go first because you're so nice. And from the sister's perspective, the sister really is taking a backseat to everybody, is waiting for everyone else to go first. And then yeah. the second she sits down, her brother, who probably pinned her arms down so he could spit in her face when she was a little kid. There's a whole history we don't know between That's them. That's true. That's for very sure. true. For sure. They've known each other for their whole lives. And as soon as she sat down, he was like, hey, my wife needs to sit. Like, I need to sit too. Fuck off. Is what is what we heard. You know what I mean? And that looks like a snapshot, probably not from the brother being perfect for his entire life and his wife being perfect and flawless and never in pain. If I... If you're showing me this much and I'm to fill out the rest of the picture, those are those are the colors I, I paint with. <laughs> I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to buy it. I'm all in. Yeah. So you're not an asshole for this, but you might be an asshole. So that would mean, well, is the sister an asshole for snapping back? The sister did take some shots. The sister did take some shots, right? She calls, she says, entitled victim. She said, your pregnancy isn't my problem, which you did, like, full-on O-face shock at. So I think the sister is being an asshole. She could have simply said, I'm not going to get up right now. Your problem is not my emergency at this moment. I will get up, and then you're, you know, she could have been more level-headed about it. She took some shots. Yeah. So I actually, I think we are landing back on the top Reddit comment verdict, which was ESH. Are Are you with me? Everyone sucks here. Everyone's an asshole. Yeah, I can I can be there with you for sure. 
There is, is there a part of you that kind of loves that someone said to someone, your pregnancy isn't my problem? Just the audacity alone. You're right. That's the quote. That's what solves your conspiracy theory because that quote came out of her mouth because all day long they've been hearing at brunch, oh, well, she can't have eggs because ever since she's got pregnant, eggs make her feel weird. There's been some insane you shit. You can't have eggs, Dan. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, have yeah, eggs yeah, you're because so right. of her pregnancy. You're so right. Some crazy shit like that. You can't have like orange that. juice. It bothers her. Yeah. And it's been all day. I think you're right. I rarely We rarely go with a conspiracy theory, but I think you're onto it. And that is the quote that you would eventually say after being driven up the wall all day. Totally. ATA for asking my sister to give up her seat because my pregnant wife needed to sit. It's been a roller coaster, folks, but we agree. ESH. Laura, it has been an absolute joy to have you. Thank you so much. Tell these people where to find you. Plug away. Go for it. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Um, the best thing for you to do is to find me on Instagram at Laura Bites, L-A-R-A-B-E-I-T-Z. And I have a link tree in my bio, which will get you my show dates, clips of my stand-up, my whatever you want. Whatever you want. You're a very successful stand-up. Comedy Central, you're playing the Comedy Store I saw on your Twitter. It's incredible. Yeah, I'm a paid regular at the Comedy Store. That's about to pop back open. That's fantastic. You guys got to check you. out check it all out well thank you so much for doing the show and we'll see you guys next time bye thank you so much for having me